0: Welcome to Hodlcast, where we talk crypto for the average Joe. I'm your host, Josh Marriage, and it's my job to dive headfirst into blockchain technologies that are decentralizing the world as we know it. That's enough from me. Let's jump right into the show. This episode forms part of White Paper Wednesdays, where we make doing your own research a little bit easier. We all know that reading a white paper can be a real pain in the neck. Not to mention that crypto never sleeps. So why not hook into a few white papers without interrupting your day in a format you can wrap your ears around. For this white paper Wednesday, we're taking a look at Cloakcoin's white paper entitled Enigma, a private, secure and untraceable transaction system. For Cloakcoin. Now, this is version 2.1 and it was revised in February 2018. Cloakcoin is a cryptocurrency designed to facilitate private, secure, and untraceable decentralized transfers with Enigma. Cloak is a dual proof of work, proof of stake coin, which is now in the proof of stake, interest bearing stage. Enigma is Cloakcoin's private, secure, an untraceable payment system that forms the basis of future development and provides the underlying transaction system for the decentralized applications running on the cloakcoin network. Privacy today is perhaps more important than ever. The thundering pace of technological advancement has rapidly broadened our horizons and connected the world like never before. Thanks to Bitcoin's introduction in 2009, cryptocurrency is steadily moving into the mainstream and we can now transfer digital currency securely across the globe in an instant, using the power of the blockchain. As cryptocurrency adoption becomes more widespread, increased regulation is inevitable. It remains to be seen what form this regulation will take but many are concerned it may be overly draconian and is designed to stifle some of the more libertarian aspects of a cryptocurrency. Enigma is at the heart a decentralized, off-blockchain mixing service which allows users on the Cloakcoin network to transmit Cloak privately and securely to each other. It has been designed to ensure the mixing process is both secure and untraceable to third-party observers. This ensures a user's cloak coins are kept safe during transfer and that the sender and receiver cannot be tied or associated. Cloak coins are never transferred to an intermediate party during cloaking, so coins remain safe. We have also worked hard to ensure the Enigma system rewards users who assist in cloaking transfers and will continue to improve the process and further incentivize active participants. Anyone with cloak coins can participate in cloaking operations, which allows them to leave their wallet running in staking slash cloaking mode to allow it to passively assist in cloaking and earn significant rewards. Enigma version 1.0 Overview Enigma is the first public iteration of Cloak's private, secure and untraceable payment system. Enigma transactions are cloaked by other users, who receive a reward for their assistance. The other users provide inputs and outputs to the Enigma transaction, making it impossible to determine the true source and destination of the Cloak transfer. All Enigma messages on the network are hashed and encrypted for the recipient using Cloak Shield to ensure data security and integrity. The Enigma process for Enigma enabled nodes. Enigma announcements. Enigma nodes communicate over the Cloak network and a node will keep track of other active Enigma nodes. Enigma Announcement Broadcasts alert other Enigma nodes of our public session key and current Enigma cloaking balance. Enigma Cloaking Requests When a user wishes to send a cloaked Enigma transaction, they elect a series of Enigma nodes with a high enough Enigma balance and request their assistance in cloaking. An Enigma node can choose to assist in cloaking, and send an acceptance response to the requester to indicate this. If an enigma node declines to participating in cloaking, or does not respond in a timely manner, an alternate enigma node is elected and contacted. DDoS, or Distributed Denial of Service, protection will blacklist any misbehaving nodes for the remainder of the session. A node is deemed to be misbehaving if it repeatedly refuses to sign an Enigma transaction or refuses to relay Enigma messages. Enigma cloaking nodes use an elliptic curve Diffie-Hellman key exchange to derive a shared secret with the Enigma initiating node, which is used to generate a shared secret key for symmetric RSA-256 data encryption Between a cloaking node and the sender node enigma cloaking acceptance when an enigma node accepts a cloaking request it provides a list of transaction inputs and outputs to be used for the enigma transaction input amounts provided by a cloaking node must be greater or equal to the enigma send amount plus any fees Outputs are carefully selected so that they match the true output of the Enigma transaction as closely as possible. If the Enigma output address has not previously been used, a new change address is generated by the cloaker. If the Enigma output address has previously received funds, an existing address with similar activity is chosen by the cloaker to return their input funds and receive the Enigma cloaking reward. The cloaked Enigma transaction. The Enigma sender constructs a cloaked transaction using the inputs and outputs provided by the Enigma cloaker nodes. The Enigma sender then adds their own inputs and outputs to the transaction before shuffling all transaction inputs and outputs to facilitate cloaking. The cloaked transaction is then encrypted and sent, using CloakShield, to each participating cloaker. Cloaker nodes check the transaction to ensure the inputs and outputs they supplied are present in the cloaked transaction and that one or more of their outputs has also been rewarded with sufficient fees. If the transaction checks are passed, The transaction is signed, encrypted and relayed back to the Enigma sender. Once all Enigma cloakers have signed the transaction, the Enigma sender confirms the signed transaction, is valid and signs it. The cloaked transaction is then ready for submission to the network. Tracking Enigma cloaking nodes. Enigma-enabled nodes on the cloak network broadcast announcements to other nodes. These Enigma announcements contain the public EC key ID of the node and the currently available balance for Enigma cloaking operations. Nodes maintain a list of other active Enigma nodes on the network so that they can communicate for cloaking purposes. Nodes' IDs generated on a session by session basis restarting the client will refresh the current ID number one each wallet creates a public secret SECP 256 k1 key pair for the session at startup number two the wallet announces its public key and cloaking balance for the session periodically to other nodes on the cloak network. Number 3. Nodes keep track of other active Enigma cloaking nodes and can communicate with them directly or indirectly via cloak shield onion routing. Initiating an Enigma transaction. So for this section, there's a little bit of a step-by-step example for a transaction taking place that's utilizing Enigma so it starts off with Alice who wishes to send 10 cloak to Bob using five mixer nodes. the seven steps so we'll go through them step 1 Alice broadcasts an Enigma request to the network containing her public Enigma session key and the amount of cloak she wishes to send Her request is securely routed through a series of five Enigma nodes to mask the originator. Step 2. Catherine has cloaking mode enabled and creates a secure cloak shield encryption channel for secure communication with Alice. Catherine then constructs an Enigma response packet and sends it securely to Alice. The response contains a list of Catherine's inputs and outputs that Alice will use to cloak her transaction. Step 3. Alice decrypts and processes Catherine's Enigma response and creates an Enigma transaction using her own inputs and outputs mixed with Catherine's inputs and outputs. This is encrypted and sent to Catherine for signing. Step 4. Catherine decrypts the Enigma transaction and performs a number of integrity checks on the transaction to ensure that inputs and outputs supplied have been used correctly and that the reward has been given sufficiently. If the Enigma transaction passes the tests, Catherine signs it, encrypts it, and transmits it to Alice. Step 5. Alice performs further checks on the signed transaction before signing it herself. The transaction is then submitted to the network, securely routed through Enigma nodes for inclusion in a block. Step 6. When the transaction is finalised, Bob will receive the funds from Alice and Catherine will receive a cloaking reward for assisting in the Enigma transaction. Step 7. Due to Catherine's inputs and outputs mirroring Alice's, it is not possible to ascertain the true sender and recipient of the Enigma transaction. Now that we have a bit of an overview of Enigma and what's involved in an Enigma transaction, we need to have a look at CloakShield. So CloakShield provides secure communications between nodes on the Cloak network using symmetric RSA encryption backed by an elliptic curve Diffie-Hellman key exchange, also known as ECDH. This allows nodes to exchange data securely, providing protection from snoopers and imposters. CloakShield is designed to secure both Enigma and decentralised Cloakcoin applications and will ensure that your data stays as private as possible. CloakShield allows the encrypted sending of data to one or more recipients. When sending to a single recipient, the payload is RSA encrypted using the ECDH shared secret. When sending to multiple recipients, the payload is encrypted using a one-time key and the key is then encrypted for each recipient using the ECDH RSA method. In terms of generating a shared encryption key, we can revisit Bob and Alice. So in order for Alice and Bob to communicate securely, they must agree on a shared encryption key. CloakShield uses the ECDH to accomplish this. Once again, ECDH was elliptic curve Diffie-Hellman. Probably worth Googling. When Bob receives a cloak shielded message from Alice, he reads Alice's public key from the message header and generates the same shared secret key as Alice. As per the steps uh, outlined in the actual white paper, which you can download yourself and review, his secret key is received instead of Alice's. The Cloak Wallet maintains a list of active Cloak shield keys and will check the list for an existing CloakShield key before generating one. CloakShield allows any Cloak data objects to be serialized and transmitted securely to one or more recipients. A CloakShield data packet header contains the sender's Enigma public key and the public key's hashes of the recipients. CloakShield headers contain a verification hash, which is generated using the sender's public key and the raw unencrypted data. This hash is verified during decryption of CloakShield data to ensure that the recipient info in the header matches the encryption key and that the data has not been altered. CloakShield also uses onion routing, which is a technique used by Tor, for anonymous communication over a computer network. In an Onion network, messages are encapsulated in layers of encryption, analogous to layers of an Onion. The encrypted data is transmitted through a series of network nodes called Onion routers, each of which peels away a single layer, uncovering the data's next destination. When the final layer is decrypted, the message arrives at its destination. The sender remains anonymous because each intermediary knows only the location of the immediately preceding and following nodes. So let's have a look at an onion routing analogy. The addition of onion routing functionality to the Enigma network using CloakShield allows nodes to communicate indirectly to circumvent traffic analysis. This hampers attempts at determining which nodes are communicating with each other, or which nodes are submitting transactions to the CloakCoin network. When an Enigma node wishes to communicate with another Enigma node, it selects a number of other Enigma nodes to act as relays for the communication. Each encrypted layer can only be decrypted by the intended relay for which the specific layer was encrypted. After decrypting a layer, the relay passes the data to the next relay node. This routing continues until the data reaches its intended recipient and all layers have been decrypted in turn by the selected relay nodes. Due to the self contained nature of the Enigma network, exit nodes are not required and CloakShield ensures there is no risk of a relay node reading or altering the encrypted data. Stealth addresses. Cloak uses the Enigma system to facilitate private and secure transactions. CloakShield node to node communications. On startup, each Cloak wallet generates a key pair to enable them to derive ad hoc secrets using ECDH with their private key and the recipient's public key. This communication forms the basis of all node-to-node communications relating to Enigma. This ECDH-based encrypted communication is also utilized for onion-routed data, which is handled by Cloak Shield. When onion routing is enabled, the client will attempt to construct a valid onion route for the data using the list of Enigma peers that it is aware of. The node may not have a direct connection to Enigma peers, but that is not necessary as cloak data packets are relayed peer-to-peer. Now, cloak data is data packed for routing with cloak shield. An onion route will typically consist of three distinct routes to the destination node with three node hops per route. Multiple routes are used to cope with situations where a routing node drops offline. Nodes periodically send out an Enigma announcement to peers to advertise their services for onion routing. Other nodes on the network store the announcements until they expire or are replaced with an update, and use them to construct the onion routes. The future of Enigma, further development. Enigma forms the core of CloakCoin, and will continue to be developed and improved as we move forward with CloakCoin. Here are some of the features planned for future revisions. Improved proof-of-stake algorithm. Proof-of-stake is a method of securing a cryptocurrency network that relies upon users showing ownership of coins in order to sign blocks. In the long run, the probability of signing blocks is proportional to the amount of coins owned. Someone owning 1% of total coin supply will be able to sign 1% of all proof-of-stake blocks. Compared to proof-of-work approach, Proof-of-stake requires significantly less computational power and thus less energy usage. Coin Age and Linear Proof-of-Stake Fundamental to most implementations of of proof-of-stake, including that of Cloakcoin, is the concept of coin age. Essentially, this is a measure of how long a coin holder has held onto coins without spending or moving them. From the time a transaction is completed, coins that were part of that transaction begin to accumulate coin age, which starts at zero. In its simplest form, entitled Linear Coin Age, coins will accumulate a minute, hour, day, year of coin age, each minute, hour, day, year of age. For example, a person that holds 365 coins for 100 days accumulates 36,500 coin days, or approximately 100 coin years. A coin year is designed, is defined to account for leap years, and thus is not exactly 365 days, but around 365.24 days. Linear Proof-of-Stake designs have attracted criticism in relation to coinage. Many argue that Linear Proof-of-Stake encourages hoarding of coins which can have a detrimental effect on trade and transfer volume. Another valid complaint against Linear Proof-of-Stake relates to the effect it can have on network security. Linear Proof-of-Stake implementations often suffer due to users periodically connecting to the cloak network to stake their coins and then disconnecting once all coin age has been destroyed. The user then waits until coin age has replenished before repeating the connect, stake, disconnect process. This does not provide the best security for the network, and a proof of stake algorithm that rewards frequent or constant staking would be most beneficial to cloakcoin and related proof of stake currencies. To ensure enigma cloakers are rewarded as amply as possible, coin age should be removed from cloakcoin's proof of stake algorithm. This would ensure that cloakers receive both the full staking reward and any enigma cloaking rewards. The additional incorporation of a velocity component in Calculating staking rewards would further reward active Enigma cloaking nodes, encouraging users to participate in Enigma cloaking to further increase their earned interest in addition to earned cloaking rewards. In addition to providing greater security, uh, providing greater rewards to actively participating users, an improved proof of stake algorithm also provides the aforementioned improvements to network security. Combining and splitting Enigma transactions. Enigma currently creates a single cloaked transaction per transfer. We are currently working on an update to the Enigma framework that will allow multiple Enigma transactions to be combined into an Enigma super transaction. This will effectively contain multiple cloaked transactions and provide even greater anonymity for cloak users. This extension will allow users to select the number of cooperative Enigma transactions they require in addition to the number of cloakers. This addition of course remains fully decentralized, private and secure. Another Enigma sending enhancement currently being fleshed out by the Cloak team is the ability to Cloak a large amount of Cloak as a series of smaller Enigma transactions. To achieve this, a user would choose the amount of Cloak they would like to send Cloaked to an address. CloakCoin would then work in the background to create a number of smaller Enigma transactions of an even amount which can then be cloaked and submitted to the Cloak network over a set period of time. This batching process will be compatible with combined Enigma transactions, providing further cloaking protection for transfers. As with any white paper, this has been a mouthful, and I bet on your end it's been an earful. Now's the time for us to go through some frequently asked questions. We'll dig up what we can, but if you have any on your end, then you should be sure to get in touch. The easiest way is heading to our website. It's hodl.show, that's h-o-d-l show. Get in touch with us via telegram, Twitter, email, whatever tickles your fancy. And If you're listening on the Anchor app, which you can get at anchor.fm, then you have the ability to call into the show, and we'd love to hear from you. Questions on any topic could be used in later episodes, and we'd be more than happy to publish them in the show and give you some talk back. That's what this is all about, the crypto community. As you may be aware, uh, privacy coins can get quite technical. They're solving quite a difficult problem, and that's maintaining people's privacy and anonymity. Now, a lot of people will only associate this kind of activity with illegal things like buying stuff on the dark web, for example, which of course gets media attention. But the truth is that there are far greater use cases than buying drugs, for example. If you think about it in a broader scope, there are loads of things that businesses, let's say, need to do in terms of transacting that they need to keep private, whether it's for competitive reasons or legal obligations. Then if you think about the consumer, uh, there's a huge market out there for things like offshore banking already. Apparently, it's a 20 to $30 trillion industry. Now, I'm not saying any of us crypto hodlers have that kind of money for an offshore bank account, but sometimes it's nice to have that little safety net that uh, only you know about. So, a couple of use cases, just my thoughts chiming in. But, in terms of frequently asked questions with CloakCoin, I've picked a few that I've come across and let's see how they go. so question 1 how long do enigma transactions take to complete now enigma transactions are currently allotted one minute to complete cloaking nodes help helping to cloak an enigma transaction will reserve the necessary funds until the enigma transaction completes or the allotted time expires in the case of an expired or aborted Enigma transaction, funds are unlocked locally for reuse. Okay, so question two How does Enigma affect staking? Any coins used in an Enigma transaction as a sender or cloaker will have their coin age reset. It should be noted, however, ...that participating in cloaking should provide a much higher return than staking. The Cloak team is working to revise the Enigma algorithm... ...for the upcoming hard fork release, Enigma 1.1. Now, if you were to download the white paper from the CloakCoin website at cloakcoin.com... ...there's further reading around this stuff. You can see Section 5, The Future of Enigma Further Development... We did touch on this uh, in this podcast episode, but a lot of these things you need to revisit. Perhaps I can read it to you while you're looking at the white paper. Who knows? It's up to you. So how does this protect against a time-based attack where someone looks on the blockchain for identical inputs and outputs? This question's regarding Enigma. And the answer is that Enigma transactions group the outputs and are ensured to have multiple matching output amounts to cloak the recipient's output. Another question is, can the originator of an Enigma transaction be determined by examining the script signature to to determine signing order? And the answer is no. During the signing process, script signature order is randomized when combining the signatures. The sender and the participating cloakers do this. Another question is, can an eavesdropper monitor the network to watch for outgoing Enigma transactions being submitted to the network to determine the true sender? Answer for this one is also no all parties in a random order submit an Enigma transaction to the network. This provides mitigation against such eavesdropping attacks. Now, fees are often a common question that come up with different cryptocurrencies. Some out there are very cheap, some quite expensive. Like, if we think back to late in 2017, when... Bitcoin transactions were exorbitantly expensive. It's definitely something that comes up a lot and it's important and it should come up. If we're ever going to use these cryptocurrencies on a daily basis, we really need to take this kind of uh, cost into consideration. So what is the fee for an Enigma transaction? So it's 1% at zero coins through to only 0.2% at 1,000 and higher. So, this is used to reward Enigma nodes that assist with cloaking an Enigma transaction. The fee is then mixed with the transaction and split between cloakers. It is not only a reward for participants, but is used to help make determination of the transaction amount impossibly difficult. Each participant receives 80 to 120 percent of an equally split Enigma transaction and the Enigma fee is determined by a bit of a sliding scale Um, it's a per transaction basis like said before at 1% for zero coins and then that scales down to 0.2% for 1,000 coins and more. Um, It's not exactly linear, but in the white paper there's a bit of a chart showing an example. It's pretty close. So does Enigma require a hard fork of the Cloak network? The answer here is no. So older Cloak coin clients will handle Enigma transactions without issues but they will not be able to create them or participate in cloaking them. The next next revision of Enigma, however, will require a hard fork due to changes to the underlying proof of stake algorithm and support for additional script opcodes for market features such as block escrow. And we'll finish off with a question about What is the maximum number of cloakers that can assist in an Enigma transaction? The maximum number of cloakers is fixed at 25. The Enigma system is flexible, and this number can be easily extended. But currently, it's 25. Now, there are obviously far more questions that need to be answered when researching a coin such as cloak coin. Uh The purpose of this podcast has been to give you a easily digestible primer, let's say. Perhaps you'll go and read the white paper for yourself and go and do some of your own research and obviously rely on more than just your opinion of something you've read, because there may be certain things that you don't understand. There are certainly things I don't understand. I spend way too much time trawling the internet, looking for people that do understand, and nagging them. (laughs) And it's actually really good, because this is what is underlying the crypto community. There's people of varying experience levels, different backgrounds, different professions. And they can each bring something unique to the table. So I definitely encourage you to go over to CloakCoin.com, download the white paper, have a read for yourself, and then check them out on the social platforms such as Reddit, Twitter. Perhaps check out the forums on BitcoinTalk.org. And, of course, ask around other people that are in your local crypto community and if you don't fit into a local crypto community maybe now's the time to go looking for one websites like meetup.com even Facebook groups and uh, other people online on reddit are always looking to catch up with like-minded people so take this as a bit of encouragement and Of course, reach out to me and say hello anytime. I'd love to hear from you guys. Now, in closing, I just wanted to share a few thoughts on White Paper Wednesdays. Now, I know the idea is not something novel and new, but it is something that I've definitely done selfishly in the sense that I spend so much time looking online at things that relate to projects but don't necessarily tell me much about them. So I'll spend far too much time on things like crypto Twitter and Reddit and really focus too much on the extraneous things that relate to a particular coin rather than the functions and the Technology and the ideas behind these projects that are really exciting and really new. And to think about the effect they might have on us if we manage to achieve mass adoption of cryptocurrency and really start to see the benefits of it, you know, all of that's really exciting. And I guess I want to hear some feedback and see if sharing... A white paper in this kind of format is something you actually enjoy as a listener. I know personally, I have wanted to commit to things like reading a white paper a day or reading three a week or whatever it might be. But as an avid podcast listener, I find myself always listening to audio, whether I'm at work, in the car, driving to the office, driving home, driving to see clients, whatever it may be. Podcasts just seem to coexist with me in my day. And so I thought, I'm already learning all these things about different crypto projects and trading techniques and all of these things that are quite new to me. But I hadn't really came across an easily digestible audio version of a white paper. Now that's a mouthful, but so are white papers and they're hard to read. And perhaps even if this episode were just playing in the background while you're reading along yourself, perhaps that's cool. I don't know. Maybe this is a completely terrible idea, the whole thing. Maybe you're not even hearing this because you didn't make it to the end. Maybe I was uh, you know, so boring and monotone, who knows? I only hear it in the way that I hear my own voice, which, like most people, I don't really like the sound of my own voice. But anyway, there were a few closing thoughts, and I'd love to hear from everyone, or at least someone. (laughs) So thanks for listening, and I hope you can tune in to our next episode. And of course, if you want to reach out, head over to our website, at hodl.show that's h-o-d-l.show if you're into crypto it's very likely that you're bombarded with legal disclaimers left right and center so here's another one the information in this podcast and the links provided in the show notes are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as constituting professional advice. I am not a financial advisor. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation and other advice to check how this information relates to your unique circumstances.